It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday, my friends, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast. With me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we start with a massive semi. Yep, I thought you'd like that one. Where Klopp is Liverpool, beat Mikel Arteta's Arsenal to reach the Carabao Cup final. This was how it unfolded on TalkSport. Jota in the first half. Now Jota in the second. And Liverpool surely there. In the 2022 League Cup final against Chelsea. Wonderful goals. Yes, the first one was, a, you can still say it's a team goal, even when you had to do a little bit before you could finish it off. But positioning of trend in that moment uh, between the lines, passing the ball, and Diogo goes in really difficult to defend. As Jodder brings it forward towards the edge of the penalty area, he's much better from Liverpool. He gets a shot in. Oh, it's crept in. Just seemed a wrong foot, Aaron Ramsdale. Second goal. I don't think a lot of people in the stadium saw Diogo Jota free. Trent saw it, which helps. And um, then the proper finish. Without Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, they're not as effective. Of course they're not. So you then look to your next one, really, and he is the next one for them now. I'm very impressed with his performances. He's got that real kind of icy, cool persona to me, Diogo Jota. Doesn't get too emotionally wrapped up in things, but always a threat and always a danger. Always threatening the back line and in behind defenders. Very, very good at that. They weren't good enough, Arsenal, unfortunately. And, Trophyless and, season, Jase. Yeah, for them. 20th of, uh, of January and their season in terms of silver is over. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> really disappointed. We wanted to be in that final. There were moments where we had them and when you have them, you have to score and you have to make it count and you have to take the advantage in the, in the tie. And we didn't do it. We hit the bar. We lost... Um, Big opportunities in big situations not to finish the game off. Um, the opportunity from Laka and the moment that the first time they went through our press with, I think, quite a lot of luck as well, but they scored the goal and they didn't need too much to score the second one. Liverpool weren't the best in the first leg. Away from home, when you've got numbers, you sit deep. It's hard to play against 10 men sometimes. And Arsenal were well-drilled. They've, they've done it really well. Tonight, there was a different proposition. They had to come out and play. And when you're forced to come out and play against a side like Liverpool, and if you don't get it right, Liverpool will pick you off. They'll pick you off at will, and they did it tonight. There's too many Arsenal players that didn't perform tonight. In particular, Smith-Rowe, big fan, wasn't his greatest night. Little touch back towards Fabinho, and he's been caught, Uh-oh. and Partey's going to be sent off. Oh, my goodness. Well, he's only been in the country for nine hours. 
and he's got a red card. He cannot control that. Uh, he has experience, he knows how we have to play. It's something that we are constantly talking about. But the reality is uh, we play already this year three times with ten men. And like this is extremely complicated to win matches. I think they've showed promise this season and put in some decent performances. I haven't been good enough against the top sides, you've seen that. But that's mm-hmm. why you can't sack him. Because I think regardless, you've got to give him another season, another season. What's the point in sacking him when you've invested £150 million in players that he wanted? Obviously, fourth place is the goal this season. And mm. if we get it, I'll put my hands up and say, first what's Tessa. But we are three years into the project. There is a point where you have to say, all right, when do we have expectation on Arteta? Because back-to-back eight, no Europe, out of every competition by January, yeah, I get there's a process and you need to wait and you need to see the results. But we're not unrealistic to say we want to see stuff now. Was it 28th of January? 20th, 20th. 20th of January. 20th of Jan. And you can't win a trophy this season. Is this over. season. No. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's got nothing to do with us. Now, as the fallout continues from Cristiano Ronaldo's frustration at being pulled off by Ralph Ranick against Brentford, Simon Moni Moni Jordan said it's nothing more than a media headline. And the former United stopper, Mark Bozzi Bosnich, admitted he understood the Portuguese's reaction. He's not celebrating that goal. No, and that's that's out of order. He should dig him out on that if he's got enough about it. I don't know a player in the history that I've played with that's been happy not only of yeah. not being taken off, but being left out, uh, and let alone Cristiano Ronaldo. And I can remember the first time when he was at Manchester United towards the end of his time. I think it was at Old Trafford as well when Sir Alex took him off and he wasn't happy. It was quite clear he wasn't happy. And uh, it's completely understandable. But I think the reason behind it and what Ralph Rangie did was 100% spot on. You know, he hasn't trained for quite some time. They've got a lot of games coming up. Can you imagine if he got injured in that last 15 minutes now? Yep. He and his people would probably turn around and say, well, no chance that might happen. But you don't know. It could be a bad tackle or something like that. Or he could get involved in the melee and, and get sent off unnecessarily. If you're satisfied at being taken off, then uh, all the best to you long term because yeah. every player should hurt a little bit when you're being taken off. But it's understandable there's going to be headlines about that when you're talking about one of the greatest players. I would imagine it happens a lot of times mm. in a lot of dugouts, mm. right? But we're going to make, make a four-act play out of it because it's Ronaldo. And, and with, with the greatest will in the world that has bugger all to do with the game, that's more about creating a headline after the game. Ronaldo coming off and having a, having a debate with a manager has nothing to do with the game. The decision was made. Rashford was brought on. The game was won. The coach made his decision. We are now debating the, the peculiarities and the particulars of what goes on 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 the bench that has nothing to do with the game. Yeah. Ralph Ranyuk handled it. It's a very simple answer. The reasons why I substitute is because I'm the manager. Off you go, put your bib on. The only reaction that I got notice of is that he was asking me, why me? Why do you take me off? And I said to him, listen, uh, I have to take the, the decision in the interest of the team and the club. But with Ronaldo, because it brings an added interest and because it, we are scrutinising every single aspect of everything Man United... Not really, just or, go or, off the or, pitch. Oh, we are. We don't need to focus the cameras on, on a conversation going on. Why? In, because we don't. And we wouldn't do it for other players. We of course do we would. No, we wouldn't. What, we, a little tete-a-tete between Ranić and a player? We, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. We'd, we'd, yes, we would. We'd be focusing well, on I can tell. I know how they do it. We'd they be fo- would. We'd be focusing on the game. They would. But, the director would say, go to the dugout, look but, what's going on but there. But we would focus on the game. And, but specifically because it's Ronaldo, it occupies a higher, level, a higher level of interest. Disagree but, with but, that. Now, Aston Villa manager Stephen Gerrard. Gerrard is reportedly keen on a reunion with his old Liverpool-biting teammate Luis Suarez. The former Red, Dirk Cowell, said Suarez is a born winner and would love to link up with Stevie G. I learned a lot from him as a football player, but also as a human, because 
when he came inside those four wide lines, he was he was crazy. He he just wanted to win every game. It doesn't matter if it was uh, the Premier League game or Champions League or uh, it was a, a game in training. Uh, um, in training, he just wanted to win always. And uh, yeah, a guy with a lot of tension. But as soon as he came outside the pits and we became friends outside the pits, he, he actually lived close to me when at, at my time at Liverpool. And he has a lovely family and we we were many times together and he was just a completely different guy so yes yeah, it's, it's just sometimes crazy how people can change once they uh, yeah once they play a game goalkeeper comes a long way misses his punch and there's the opening goal for Luis Suarez do you think Luis Suarez will come to Aston Villa to to reunite with Gerard and Coutinho I hope it but I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm not sure because I think uh, Lewis had the opportunity after Barcelona to come back to the Premier League. He decided to stay in Spain. Somehow, maybe, you know, with the language and everything, he feels more comfortable. But I know um, he loves uh, Stevie, Stevie as well. He loves Gerard. So uh, probably, uh, yeah, he wants to work with him. On now to the Norwich gaffer, Dean Smudger-Smith, ahead of their relegation six-pointer against Watford tonight. Smudger reflected on that win against Everton and how it's already had a positive impact on the squad. He's made it two! Oh, what a start for Norwich City! Adam Eder! Magnificent stuff from Norwich! I feel there's been a bit more of a spring in the step around the, the training ground this week. You know, that's what a performance and a win can do for you. I felt that the squad was getting back to a healthier and stronger position. I thought the performance against Everton was good and um, and it was a deserved victory. So it's, it's certainly lifted the place. From both teams, I think there's going to be a big reaction because both teams will know how important the game is. It gives us the opportunity to, to try and climb out of the relegation places for... Uh, for however long, you know, but it also gives Watford the opportunity to try and get away from us. It's a really important game for both teams, so I think both teams would be really looking forward to it. And here's the Hornets manager, Claudio Ranieri, reflecting on their recent drop in form. Davinson Sanchez has got the goal that's going to give Watford another defeat. Six defeats in a row for Watford. I think after that matches, we, we continue to play well. We lose uh, playing well. And of course, after the COVID, the stop, uh, and every, every day was, uh, was different to prepare every match. Now, I hope we can continue in this way, train all together and find a solution to win the match. Now, British boxing rivals Emir Khan and Kel Brook will finally meet in Manchester on February the 19th and ahead of their grudge match, Khan claimed the bragging rights from this fight are invaluable. We've both won world titles in our career, but I think this fight is more than a world title fight to me and probably to him as well because we're both British. We've had that rivalry for a very long time. The fight didn't happen because of different reasons. I was with Golden Boy on one stage, then I went to Al Heyman in America. I campaigned in America for a long time. And then when I came back to UK with Eddie in 2017, I thought the Cal Brook fight was the fight there. But then obviously I went on and I went and fought Crawford instead, which was a massive opportunity for me at that time because he was pound for pound number one. And I thought I want to fight the best best out there. But I always had, had it in my mind that the Cal Brook fight was always going to be there. And look, now it's here and it's bigger than ever. But that's it, gang. 
My goodness, how quickly did that go? That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. Don't forget, of course, to hit that subscribe button. I'm back on TalkSport today, would you believe? On Andy Goldstein's Drive Time from 4pm, alongside David Ben, Darren Bren. Dar- oh, anyway, there will, of course, be another on these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. Do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.